as me, the speaker, if yeah. I can tell you the story from my frame right. of reference and tell you what I learned from it and yeah. the challenges that I went through, it's authentic, it's credible, and it's clear, and the listener will take from it what they will want. They will map their own experience onto my story, right. and that's when it's most powerful. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, you're going to love today's episode with Michelle Naray, who founded a thing called Mo Mondays. It's a platform, almost like a comedy stage, where uh, business owners and really people from all walks of life learn to tell their story, but pure story. No BS, no pitching, no selling, none of that stuff. Just bringing the audience deep into their story. And it's super fun to watch the videos from Mo Monday. And it was great to talk to Michelle. It was the first time we'd spoken. And so I just uh, started recording because right off the bat, he was so compelling that I thought, why bother with a you know, standard introduction? Let's just dive right into it. So that's what we did. And I think you're going to dig it. All right. So it was three tips and now it feels like there needs to be four. Yeah. Nothing like starting an interview in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> I know. It's more uh, compelling this way. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I run these master classes for, for speakers and storytellers, and I really build them and, and legitimately because we all need to, to share stories. I mean, stories are the heart of, of, of our communication. I mean, we've known this ever since neuroscience has started really taking off in the last 12 years or so. Uh, we as humans are, are inexorably part of the whole storytelling everything you know yeah, yeah. it's our, uh, i was just reading a book on on and and the premise of the author was basically saying how um it's actually our evolutionary advantage i mean there isn't mm. a species in the world that that tells stories that's true right yeah they don't uh they don't find like dolphin droppings that actually spell <laughs> out an adventure or something exactly so it's how we it's it's part of what you know, as as important as as, and perhaps more important than our opposable thumbs, and right. uh, well, you combine those two things, and man, look what we yeah, find. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you know, but so I do these master classes, and and you know, I used to run a whole boot camp and a, a weekend, get everything you need to know in a weekend. Of course, people couldn't, you know, I, the content was there, but people couldn't absorb it, integrate it into what they were doing as. Mm. You know, in 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 a oneer, you just can't. Right, right. So then I broke it out into a series of master classes, and I send out these these uh, newsletters. And so the one I'm working on right now is, uh, it, you know, it just has three tips in them. And as I was saying earlier, you know, it's it's not like you can have one set of complete tips. You just can't for for all of story, right? For all of story, you can't. Mm -hmm. You know, and it depends what framework and what lens you want to look at it, it through mm. to really, to to really be able to give the tips, you know, the frame that they need. Right. So everything really becomes random 
three or four tips. So the ones that I'm writing about today, you know, one is actually is something that I, I learned from, um, picked up from Kurt Vonnegut Jr., who I think is a brilliant storyteller. Mm. And uh, this is his tip. He says, start as close to the end as possible. Mm. And because how many times have we heard people tell stories? And I've literally had people stand up at Mo Mondays and say, well, you know, I was born at a very early age. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't need to hear that. This is going to be a 50-year story. <laughs> right, right, right. right yeah. And so his is, you know, start mm. as close to the end of the story as you can. And that is so valuable. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Most it, most people start too early. They think they need the context. Y- right, right. Full context. Well, that's why maybe it's perfectly appropriate that we just started this call with no <laughs> no context whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> this, could, this should lead to a whole new style for this show. <laughs> I, I'm already liking it much better. Yeah, uh, exactly. Now, listen, this is great because, uh, uh, you know, I, I, here's what I've learned in teaching. I, te- I wrote a little thing called the 60-second sales hook. And so I did stand-up comedy in my 20s. And then I took a joke formula and turned it into what I call a sales hook formula, right? Yeah. And, and the point is to deliver the thing in 60 seconds or less. And it is it all, all about knowing the end. And what I found over two years of teaching this is nothing happens until somebody knows the, the punchline, essentially, right? Yeah. Which makes perfect sense. I, I, I probably tortured people for too long not <laughs> making, Telling them that. Telling them that, right. <laughs> uh, it, 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 but man, you know, but... Uh, sometimes people need to just think through the parts because they're not sure of the ending, but it never comes together until they know the ending. And uh, and so I love that about, you know, especially like at a cocktail party in like a social setting, right? Like, yeah. you know, get to the punchline fast. You know, my daughter's nine. I got to tell you this. You have kids? Oh, yeah. Okay, my, my daughter's nine. And I feel especially responsible to make her a compelling, you know, communicator. And I got, we got a long way to go. She's got this weird habit uh, or or, or instinct to take side roads and way over explain the smallest detail, right? And she'll even like start the story that way going like, uh, uh, well, one day, um, uh, well, it wasn't my friend Susie because Susie wasn't there that day, but it was, and I'm like, like, honey, I'll just stop her now. And I go, I don't care. I don't care. It's like, this has nothing to do with what you're ultimately going to tell me. So it, it may seem painful to you right now and to your daughter, but I'll tell you something. So I have, I have twin daughters. They're mm. older. They've gone through art school. They went through, uh, you know, Ontario College of Art and Design, you know, one of the top 20 in North America, et cetera, all of that stuff. Mm. And one of them was in art materials and design. The other one was in industrial design. And of course, the one, especially the one in industrial design, had to develop a product, a concept, had to present it to her class. Right. And uh, and she basically said, you know, the we're talking now seven years ago, but she said the 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 professor just basically was floored and said, yeah, you got it, you nailed it. That's a perfect. That's the pitch. Mm. And she came home that day, and I remember this, and we're sitting around the dinner table, and she said, you know, I think. Just growing up in this household <laughs> has made a difference because she listened to all the other presentations that were rambling, that were off point, yeah. that had all kinds of context for no apparent reason, that were that were mired in the details, or they were overly vague in general, one or the other. Yeah. 
which by the way is the fourth point I'm thinking of adding to this <laughs> to this newsletter is you, you know there's a real art to knowing how much specific to put in and and how much oh, yeah. you generalize and you know one or the other you need to balance them but anyway I get your thing I'm in fact in this book that I'm reading it says almost the exact same thing as you ju- as what you just said with setting up a joke with knowing what the punchline doesn't mean you t- you give it away too early but right. you as the teller you gotta know where you're going absolutely especially with stand-up comedy and it says i'm looking for i'm looking for this i'm looking for this line in this book that i'm right i'm reading here right now it just says it says the entire book should be encapsulated in the first sentence mm, wow no, that's it. You know what that does? It, it, like, it, it silently builds trust. If you think about when somebody engages you with a story, you know, your defenses are way up, right? Yeah. Whether that's whether they walk on stage, and I'm dying to hear about Mo Mondays. This sounds like a dream thing for me. Oh, uh, good. Uh, it, but you know, if anybody anybody says if they say the words to you, you know, let me. T- I got to tell you this story. You're like, oh boy, this is yeah, either going to be amazing or torture. And, you know, like you said, that first line, you're going, uh, you're either really excited, you're leaning in, or you're like looking for the door. Yeah. And it's the same thing, whether it's, it's and by the way, I've also done my bit on the stand-up stages. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I know exactly what, and by, and I will tell you as a speaker, so I, I didn't do stand-up first. I, I was started hmm. off as a, as a speaker. Okay. But but and then I I view everything like cross training. Anything that gets me on stage is cross training for me. Yeah. So I've done. I went back and I did stand up. I did improv and now I, I and now I sing, and I oh, go wow. to bikes and I sing. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's all, all helpful, right? Yeah. So when I but I would have to say that as a speaker, probably the best training I ever got as a speaker was my training in stand-up comedy. Mm. So that makes sense. Yeah. Platform. So it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're telling a story, shooting a movie, writing a book, telling a joke. Uh, yeah, we need to we need to be really clear about what the end point is. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about because Mo Mondays, as I understand it, is uh people telling their story, right? Yeah. Is there a criteria beyond that? Is it all uh, business people, entrepreneurs, or is it just anybody with a great story? It's really anybody with a great story. So yeah, it's, it's anybody with a great story, but they're, they're curated stories. It's not like anybody could just show up and say, Oh, I'm going to put my name in a hat and I'm going to speak. Open story night, yeah. Yeah, and that's not what it is. We really do try to bring a level of professionalism uh, to the whole storytelling experience. And we want them, and so they people apply, they write out their story, they do what's called a with speaker agreement in which they have to outline, you know, what 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 is what is the moral of the story. Mm. Uh, and it's amazing, and it's so obvious to me when I'm reading it where people are in the processing of their own story. And so I believe, back to your point, because I'm saying, you asked me a question, is it entrepreneurs, business people? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. We get a lot of entrepreneurs and business people, but even when we do, I want them to focus on the personal story. Yeah. 
I do, and in the speaker agreement that everybody needs to fill out and sign and submit before they even get on stage at the Mo Mondays, any Mo Mondays, uh, you know, they have to agree to a few, a few basic guidelines. Hmm. You know, guideline number one is this ain't a sales pitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've done neurolinguistic programming. I know when you're selling from the stage because you've learned how to sell from the stage even when you're not appearing to sell from the stage. <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> Don't do that. You just like heckle them or uh, it, it, what if somebody goes rogue on you? Has that ever happened? You know? Well, it, it, it happens. It happened very rarely. Uh, once it wasn't me who was, who was hosting that night. Somebody else was hosting and they said, no selling, <laughs> you know, and, and it was great because the entire audience heard, but most of the time it's polite mm -hmm. and we just don't ask them back. Gotcha. You know, so that's that's one. The other the other very important guideline is no teaching, no preaching. Oh, wow, this is fascinating to me now. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people think I'm going to be the next motivational speaker. Right. And I'm going to teach you how to, you know, the six keys to success in life. <laughs> right. And I'm not interested. Mm. We've heard that, that the, the, the day of the simple formula, the three steps, the four keys, the, the, the five magic wands, the six, uh, whatever, mm -hmm. gone, done. Mm. I mean, that's useful as an outlining tool if you're going to do it for yourself. But I don't want you to teach me anything. I want you to tell your story and I want it to be so powerful and effective that I'm going to find myself in your story. And that's how I'm going to learn the insight, the moral. Wow, I love this. That's great. So it has to be pure story. And so now do they have to submit their entire story or just tell you the moral and, and some details about it? Look, we run this every month. I wish I had the time uh, to, and you know, there's no charge for speakers to, to get on the Mo Monday stage. I, 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 you know, I wish I had the time to go through each and every one and coach each and every one, but I don't. Mm -hmm. So, but I can tell, you know, my, my radar is pretty good and, and all the, all the hosts, we're now up to 14 cities Wow. and, and, and you know, there's at first they almost all make the mistake and they bring on people who preach, sell or whatever, mm -hmm. and then they learn. And then you start, you know, they say, Oh God, never want that again. And then, and then they learn and then, and then they begin to be able to recognize uh, what the speaker is going to talk about just by looking at the speaker agreement. Right. And you can tell. It, and what, and internet, so here's, here's another thing. It's a tip. It's not going to be in this newsletter, but it's another one. And, and, and it's, it's such a big, important one, and yet it is so incredibly simple. You know, we've, we've heard over and over again that, you know, when you're on stage, when you're speaking, it's not about you, it's about the audience. Right. Okay? And that's true, but it's not. It is so not true because <laughs> what happens is that when people take that to heart, they think, oh, that means I don't, it's not, I don't want to focus on me and, and 
what I went through. I want to turn it around and talk about the audience and I'm going to use tricks like thing. Imagine you're a three-year-old. Now imagine you're in your classroom. Yeah. Now imagine the bully of the room and you know, picks on you and calls you a bad name. Now imagine that that is implanted in your head and 30 years later, you're still dealing with this. And now they're into their story and 10 minutes later and says, and that little boy in the classroom was me. <laughs> right, right. I said, oh, please. Right. I've heard that before. Yeah. Don't do that. Just tell me the effing story. <laughs> that, you know, that you get so wrapped up yeah. in speaker tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't do that. So, so it it sounds incredible because it's it's counterintuitive and it's counter to all the advice that people have given about about speaking and storytelling. But it says I I count the number of you's and I count the number of eyes, and I don't want you in there. Yeah. I want, if it's a personal story, and if you tell it powerfully enough from your own point of reference of what you went through and what you learned from it, then I am going to get you meeting me this, uh, now I'm all confused, I'm confusing the listener here, but as me, the speaker, if yeah. I can tell you the story, from my frame right. of reference and tell you what I learned from it and yeah. the challenges that I went through. It's authentic, it's credible, and it's clear, and the listener will take from it what they will want. They will map their own experience onto my story, right. and that's when it's most powerful. Man, I tell you, dude, it's like we are brothers from another mother here because uh, <laughs> uh, we, this is the first time we've ever spoke. and. Uh, I don't want to make this about my my little thing, but it, it, I mean it's like you're describing what I preach because mine is identity struggle discovery result right and people yeah. that's exactly what they say is I was always told you know I can't talk about me and I say it's the struggle is the key that's the bonding moment your the fact that you're willing to expose a, a real and and maybe painful struggle you went through and talk about how you solved it. That's yeah. every story we listen to, right? If there's no conflict, if there's nothing keeping the hero from reaching their destination, there's no interest. Absolutely. So in another newsletter, uh, as, and you know, you know how sometimes when you write, you come up with good stuff, but you, you're not intending to. Right. But so, you know, it's, it's like uh, in French, there's a, an expression uh, le fin vient en mangeant. The hunger comes from eating. Sometimes great writing comes from writing. Mm. Great insights come from writing. So I'm writing this newsletter and I came up with this and I said, oh my God, this is it. And it speaks to what you're referring to. So let me explain. I say there are two struggles in every story. There's the circumstantial struggle which makes the story unique. And then there's the deeper internal struggle, which makes the story universal. Hmm. Now, when you think about it, every great, every Batman movie, every, say Batman, you know, the story changes, the villain changes. Right. But that, uni and, and that's what makes, you know, the action and all, that's what makes this one Batman story different from every other Batman story. But they are also the same pretty much in each case because they're all about his internal 
dialogue with himself about about am I worthy? Am, am I doing the right thing? They hate me, but I know it's the right thing. And and this is all comes from watching my parents be murdered in front of me that I'm driven to do this. Right. Every every Batman story. Right. You know, you remember movie uh, uh, Castaway with Tom Hanks. Bro- oh, sure. Great movie. Yes. You know, character of two, him and his soccer ball. Right. Right. Wilson. Like, you know, the, the, the unique part of the story, which, which is him learning to literally physically survive. Hmm. But the, and that's, un, you know, unique to that movie. But the universal struggle was him finding his humanity, uh, being able to cope without people making up these characters. And then and then. And then what was the lesson that he learned? You know, he, he tried to kill himself in the movie. I know it's an old movie, so there's no such thing as a spoiler alert right. here. But, you know, he tries to kill himself in the movie and it doesn't work because and, – and, 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 and that's when he realizes all he needs to do is keep breathing. Mm. And that was his faith, his hope in the future. And then fast forward to the end – where he meets up with his, his who should have been his wife, but now is remarried. Yeah. And he said, "What do I do now?" And you and you and he says, "What will get me through this is what got me through what I went through on that deserted island. All I need to do is keep breathing." Mm-hmm. That's the universal, you know, the moral of every story. You know, uh, a tale of two cities. You know, against a, a backdrop of this unique, incredibly complex, woven, you know, bunch of stories woven together against the backdrop of what was going on in England and the French Revolution in France and whatever. But, you know, the entire universal theme is encapsulated in, you know, tis a far, far greater thing that, that I do that I have ever done. You know, it's a whole thing about what is right versus, you know, self-interest versus right for, the, for, for what is good. Hmm. I'm getting off on it. I love it. No, that's it. That's it. I really love that idea of the unique struggle and the universal struggle. Uh, and boy, that really opens your eyes to how to view and to think about stories. And uh, you know, when you're when you're writing them, and yeah. I, I bet oftentimes you say the writing gets good to us if you sometimes you might not even notice that you've got two stories going on. Well, you got you got to you got. That's the thing, and it doesn't matter whether it's a personal story, whether it's a business story, whether it's an, a story that you tell uh, to investors because you want you want to raise capital, or you want to, you're standing in front of a room of possible prospects and you're doing a sales pitch. It doesn't matter. You need to be able to identify what is the what is the unique circumstance, what is this challenge, uh, and then what is the universal struggle. And that's what everybody is going to, what's going to get everybody in the room nodding right. in your favor. Yeah, excellent. Okay, uh, Michelle Nuray. Yes, sir. There is a there is an essential question we ask on this show, and uh, you may or may not have prepared for this, but I, I know I didn't because I don't <laughs> know what it, I have no idea what you're going to ask. Me. <laughs> Good. It, it's a little bit story based, but this will be I, I almost like more when people have not prepared for this. Um, so here it is. This is, a mar- <laughs> this is a marketing show, uh, ultimately. And so the essential question I, I like to ask every guest of the show is, 
what is the one thing that you have done in your marketing that produced the most surprising results? Um, okay, let's go back to Mo Mondays. Uh, the, the short answer is passion and frustration. Mm. That's the short answer. And le now let me explain why. When I started Mo Mondays, I had no idea it would get to where it is today. I started Mo Mondays because, uh, frankly, I'd been in business for 20 years already. I was, I was so tired with networking events hmm. where people were really just, I mean, you know, you meet the person five minutes later and they're pressing another business card in my hand uh, as if they never met me. Mm -hmm. um, where the emphasis is all about business. I was tired of association meetings uh, where uh, really you have to pretend that you're more more successful than you really are in front of your peers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I was I was tired of, um, of, 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 of classic speaker events where you think you're going to learn something, but really they're interested in only selling their program book, CD, DVD at the back of the room. Uh, which is why we have one of the rules that we have is thou shalt not sell uh, at, or pitch at Mo Mondays. Um, I've been to, I've been, I did my time in stand up comedy where I, I laughed. It was cathartic. But then at the end of the night, I asked myself, what was I laughing about? Hmm. And I didn't really grow as an individual. And I'd also been through my, you know, like a lot of people from our generation, I think we're similar, although I'm older. Uh, where, you know, you go through the whole self-help personal development uh, weekends and spend thousands of dollars and several weekends of your life and and everybody has to cry. And, and so I was tired of all of those and yet that formed the background. I said, I'm going to do, I want to do an event, but I, I like, I like the personal, I was really like, you want to hear me rant, I could go on and rant about any one of these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there, were, there was an aspect of every single one of them that I wanted to keep. So I, I wanted to run an event. I was just driven. And, I, and the way I say it now, it makes it sound like I masterminded this and I strategized it. And it's, anything could be further from the truth. I just did it. I just did it because I wanted to run an event. And the first time I saw somebody pitch on the stage, I thought, oh, my God, that's exactly what I don't want. Mm. Uh, the, 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 first, the minute somebody told some toilet humor again and was like, okay, I've seen enough of those. I've heard enough of those. There's got to be something more. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, and, and, but there were, el so there were elements of it that I loved and I wanted people to connect. I wanted people to connect on a human bait, on human level. I had a gut sense that the personal story was the key to really revealing who we are and connecting with others. Uh, and I wanted it to be funny. I'm a, you know, I like to laugh as much as anybody else, probably more so. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be funny, and it doesn't have to be like an AA meeting where 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 you're just telling a sob story with no other <laughs> intent. <laughs> right, right. You know. You know the, who wants those? <laughs> you know that's not. But and I and I also had a sense that by sharing our personal stories, we have the opportunity to really espouse those values and attributes 
that we that I think we all believe are 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 important, you know, values like authenticity and vulnerability and and trust and openness and and all of these good things. And and when we share our personal stories, we really you know, strip away all the labels. You know, we've had Mo Mondays, we've had, you know, white, black, Jew, Muslim, gay, transgendered, you name it, we've had it. But when they're sharing their, per it's that thing about the, per in every story, the, 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 the internal challenge is the universal challenge. When they're sharing their story at that level, all the labels disappear and, and what we see is human. Yeah. And so I truly believe that when we're, and I say this now because I've seen it, we've been doing that, we're, we're celebrating our fourth anniversary in a month, uh, you know, when we share our personal stories, it's like we're taking that, ex, that next step toward world peace. And it may sound ridiculous, but oh my God, if we could get the whole world in the same room sharing their, their stories on a personal level, I don't think we'd have the conflict that we have today in parts of the world. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's very good answer off the cuff. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I really, you're right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lofty thing to say, but who can deny it? If you took uh, 40 people with seemingly opposing worldviews and each one of them were to go up and have to share the story in the style that you have people share them, how could they not have a better understanding about each other not to mention they would now share the bond of the fact that they've all just shared and performed. Uh, it's amazing that when you uh, perform on any level, there's a bond there uh, between performers that sort of, you know, supersedes any other difference between you. And so I think even that in itself is powerful. I, I love this idea that you are and I don't know if that's part of the agenda for Mo Mondays, is that you're kind of helping people pass a comfort zone. Well, uh, that, oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's like I tell, I, one, of, one of the things that we do is we mix people who have never been on stage before with people who have been on thousands of stages. Mm. And I think that's part of the charm of Mo Mondays. It's not an amateur event by any means. We, we have production values in place to make sure that it, it's, it's as professional as any other event. Mm -hmm. uh, but we intentionally mix, you know, first time storytellers with, with, with experienced ones. And, but the experienced one, I tell them, I said, I don't want to hear the same story that you've told to your corporate audiences. I want to hear you go a little bit deeper. And what they tell me this, and this is, again, I had a sense of this beforehand, but it, but I've heard so much feedback so many times. People, experienced veteran speakers, have come back to me and they said, Michelle, you know what? Since doing my story at Momondays, my professional gigs have gotten more powerful mm -hmm. because I've I've gotten more comfortable with tapping into that vulnerable part of me. And now even – I'm thinking specifically of one person who told me this. Now when I'm – he said, I'm speaking to a room of CEOs. I never thought they would want to hear that mm. story, that see that part of me. But I realize now that that's the piece that is actually the most powerful in my entire presentation. Oh, man. Boy, I love that. And I'll tell you what. Anybody out there listening who does a business-to-business -business marketing, 
that you please take that and use that because uh, the number one thing we try to teach over and over in Copy Chief is when people ask about being B to B, they say, "Oh, that's very professional. Oh, I can't risk not being taken seriously." Guess what? You're talking to another human being. Uh, who has a favorite radio station and and goes to Facebook and watches movies and <laughs> has secrets, right? Yeah. Uh, talk to the human. And guess what? When you do that and you drop all the, 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 the industry jargon and all that crap that they've learned to see, ignore, you're going to have a, you're going to strike a chord. You're going to be the thing that gets them to sit up in their chair and go, wait, what's this? Yeah. Um, I'm. I am right now. While you speak, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm looking for a reference that I saw the other day, uh, and this is somebody at Harvard who's written written articles, done research, and all of that stuff. Uh, he wrote. I found it already, so there there won't be any dead air here. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Good work. He said. He says. Uh, no, there is them dead air. Hang on. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, uh, oh, no, where is it? He's Okay, I'm going to have to paraphrase. He says, uh, character-driven stories consistently cause oxytocin synthesis. Now, mm -hmm. oxytocin, as you know, is called the love hormone. Mm -hmm. It's also called the trust hormone, et cetera, et cetera. Mom's, mom's holding a baby hormone. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that, and it, it, it's the same hormone that gets released when we kiss, hug, and 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 have intercourse. Mm -hmm. uh, and so here it is. He says, I advise business people to begin every presentation with a compelling human scale story mm. because it creates that trust. It says, mm. okay, well, you're human. Right. Right. If you get a little uh, oxytocin drip to, to start things off, right. Like you've just won so much trust and attention that, you know, you've got some leeway there. Yeah. So... That's great. Uh, Michelle, I really appreciate this. You know, uh, I, I love that this is our first conversation ever because <laughs> I, re I really hope it's not our last. And uh, how can I and other people learn more? Where, where are these 14 cities? Because I immediately went out want to attend a, uh, a Mo Monday. So right now they are all in Canada. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and literally it, it, they grew not through that. So you asked me, what is, what was the most surprising thing? And this is why, because they grew all by word of mouth. It was because mm. somebody had one in one city, they heard about it. Uh, and, and then somebody was in the audience, went back to their own city, said, I want to have this here. And, and literally that's how it grew. So it was very surprising for me that what started as a, a frustration with the kinds of events that are out there and a passion for this I saw I was solving it for myself, unwittingly solving it for a whole bunch of people. And so if you want to find out more about it, I am I, like we we're in practically every city, every major city across Canada. We are now ready to go into the U.S. I am looking for people mm. to to head this up in in the U.S. Uh, it's a big deal. Yeah. So go to moremondays.com. That's it. Mo Mondays. M O M O N D A Y S dot com. Uh, you also have a Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Mo Mondays. And uh, 
This is great. Well, I hope this is the beginning of a great friendship. I can't see why it wouldn't be. Well, and... I, I think it already is. <laughs> I love it. We have even... like like you're like I you're like you you copy chief. I'm a copywriter by tr- I still call myself a copywriter. Oh really? Wow. We didn't, yeah. We didn't oh, yeah. Get to that. Wow. I, just... I still and you know you've done stand up. I've done stand up. You know you talk about the personal story in every business yeah. pitch. I talk about the business the personal story in every business pitch. I think, I think, you know, yeah, uh, we're obligated to, to have a friendship. I think you have. <laughs> I love it. Well, this is great. Well, thank you uh, for being on the show. Uh, and I can't wait to learn more. And maybe, you know, who knows the Florida chapter, it's, it's a natural progression from Canada to Florida. Where else would it start in the U S <laughs> it almost, it almost well, there are a bunch of Canadians there already. Right. Right. So yeah. Kevin, sh- thank you so, so yeah, much. Michelle, thank you. We'll talk again real soon. Hope so. Take care. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash T-A-M, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com, and I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.